Welcome to Extra Points from State Champs Indiana, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Your hosts, Greg Rakestraw and Bob Stambazzi. Uh, we break down everything that happened in week number four of Indiana High School football. Get you ready for week number five. Remarkably, we are at the midway point of the season. Kickoff temperatures like around 90 on Friday, so it doesn't yeah. feel like uh, the midway point of the season, but we have gotten to that juncture. And again, we labeled week four as rivalry week. That certainly played out, and a lot of the matches we'll talk about. Bob, it is always good to see you. Let's start with the game that you had, Northfield and Southwood, and uh, Northfield gave a pretty good battle. It was an outstanding football game, TRC, two uh, 1A schools, big rivalry in Wabash County, as we like to call the MSD Bowl. Uh, so they went after it. Uh, Southwood comes away victorious, 20-6. to uh, But it's one of those indicative games, 0-0 uh, on the records, because even though Southwood's undefeated, Northfield hasn't won a game. Uh, this was a great ball game, and it was really a slobber knocker. They went back and forth, and Southwood had to work for every point they came up with. So Southwood remains uh, ranked as far as the 1A polls are concerned. My game be the opposite of the spectrum. A couple of 6A schools in the Metropolitan Scholastic Conference. Lawrence North trying to be what North Central was a year ago. And that's that team that kind of worked their way up for the back half of the league. North Central won their first sectional in 25 years a season ago. However, they graduated a lot of key pieces, and the injury bug has bit them hard so far this year. Their best defensive player in Michael Brown, potential Division I level safety, uh, he is now out for the or the torn ACL. But their offense rallied. North Central had scored 24 points in their first three games of the season after they scored 26 or more 11 times out of 12 a year ago. Well, they found the answer. Harry Abel, their quarterback, had by far his best game. The running game got going as well. 42-27, North Central beats Lawrence North. LN falls to 2-2 two and 0-2 two and and in McPlay, while North Central 2-2 two and two, but 1-1 one and one in McPlay. So those are the games that Bob and I had, but if we limit it to that, it'd be an awfully <laughs> short show. I'm not sure we can recap all of the important rivalry games that took place across the state of Indiana, but let's start with Avon and Brownsburg. This game is always important in Hendricks County, in the Hoosier Crossroads Conference. It's never been more important, though, from a regular season standpoint in terms of the ratings because Avon, number one in 6A, uh, 7-3. I'm not sure we saw it being this low scoring, <laughs> but again, because of the intensity of the rivalry, Maybe we shouldn't be surprised it was like that. Well, you think about it. Brownsburg led three to nothing. And so then you're looking at what they're doing with this offense that Avon does have. And we'll put points on the board and kept them in check all night long. And then uh, Avon did score that late touchdown to get the victory. Well, this is a game or this is a, a matchup where it is frequent because when you play in a four-team sectional, it's hard to avoid the other one, as yeah. is the case in 5A and 6A. These two teams are in the same sectional. They're frankly going to play again. Uh, and, and so uh, for as important as this one felt and the thousands that were in attendance, the crowd will be even bigger when they get together in November, likely to compete either in the opening round of the sectional or for the sectional championship. But um, th this was a great precursor to that game. Maybe Brownsburg can't catch up in the Hoosier Crossroads Conference now, mm -hmm. although there are three unbeaten teams in the HCC in Avon, Fishers and Westfield. That will take care of itself over the course of the next few weeks. But as far as the rivalry is concerned, the Orioles protect their number one ranking. Next game I want to bring up is a game that got my attention because it was close. Lafayette Jeff, a team, they got a couple of impressive victories, mm -hmm. high point total victories against West Lafayette and Lafayette Central. We said, hey, we think they're going to run the table in the NCC. They still can, 
But Harrison gave him a battle. Final score on that one was 47-35. Still a lot of points on the board, and that's one thing Lafayette can do is put points on the board. So they challenge their opposition each week to define them. Their defense to go against that potent offense, they got it. But, boy, they're giving up some points themselves. Fort Wayne football is the stuff of legends. But this year, I think there is as much balance in the Summit City as we have seen. Uh, and, and there's a huge game every week up yeah. there. Last week's huge game. Homestead beating Dwinger, 17-15. Dwinger, one of the handful of three or four really good football teams in 5A this year. Homestead trying to make some noise in 6A. Again, in Fort Wayne and Evansville, because everybody plays everybody, you tend to worry about the classifications as much during the regular season. It was simply put a really good football game. Outstanding full house at Dwinger Stadium. Uh, everybody showed up. That was the place to be. Uh, tight ball game, back and forth. Uh, point scored in the fourth quarter really decided a football game. But uh, this is the atmosphere you like to see in the Summit City. And the SAC, as you just said, Greg, is known for those types of ball games. Let's now go to the 5A kind of uh, level of games. Again, not all these teams are the same classification. Mount Vernon. They kept this game away from being a running clock as long as they could. <laughs> New Pal beats Mount Vernon 49-7. to uh, They remain number one. Cathedral going to be tucked in right behind mm -hmm. them because they beat Chittard 31-21. Again, I think this is the best Chittard team they have had in quite some time. I'm not sure what the expectations were for Cathedral going into the season. I think they have proven under Bill Peebles, hey, they might be able to give New Pal a run uh, if they run into them, which would be at about in the regional round. This is a game where expect both teams to play deep into November. And this will be a, a, a whale of a, uh, a tournament game when these two hook up. I mean, there will not be an empty seat. I'll guarantee you. Different classifications yeah. there. So, they again, they might be playing next to each other oh, yeah. at Lucas my, Oil my Stadium yeah. between, my, the five, it's okay, between the 5A and, yeah. and the 3A classifications. But, frankly, regardless of class, those are both really good football teams. Other game worth mentioning, again, there are a group of, say, four or five teams in 5A that are really separating themselves. Valparaiso is one of them. Michigan City has made deep runs each of the last two years. They made the semi-state in 5A. Could be the Valparaiso Vikings this year out of 6A into 5A, and they throttled Michigan City 42-21. Michigan City's a good football team. Yes. Valpo, is, as we've talked about each and every week, the Vikings have really played well this year, and they continue to put some big numbers up on the board. Other game that I just want to mention briefly, just because it doesn't often read this way, Bloomington North got Bloomington South, 37-27. Congratulations, Scott Bless. That is a massive win for them because Bloomington South has been dominant in that rivalry over the years. A couple of games to mention from 4A. Eastbrook beats Mississinawa 21-14. Eastbrook's not 4A. I know that. They're in 2A. Mississinawa was unbeaten as a 4A yeah. school coming in. That's a big win for Coach Adams. Huge win. When yep. you sit there and think how they opened the season against Marion, then against Delta, and then come back against Mississinawa, three ranked teams, outstanding football teams. But we talked about it. Coach Adamson getting the kids ready, getting them geared up, playing the up schedule, and this is a huge win for Eastbrook. Speaking of Delta, by the way, they beat Yorktown 38-6. Delta trying to keep everything in line for when they have New Pal coming up a little bit later on in the season. Huge game down in Evansville. Memorial beat Modern Day 10-3. Again, 4A versus 2A. But those are the two parochial powers in the Southern Indiana Athletic Conference. And credit to Memorial after losing so many pieces off teams that went to back-to-back state championship games, playing up a class this year in 4A, Memorial getting the job done. 
exciting stuff down there. That's what you like to see. And boy, they bring them in and, and just going back and forth and putting the program together. That's exciting to see. A game in each 3A, 2A, 1A before we wrap up this segment of the show. In 3A, Brabuff beats Garen 20 to 15. Remember, those two are in the same sectional, as is Chittard, as is West Lafayette. Good luck coming out of that sectional. In 2A, Lewis Cass continues to back up impressive results as they beat Tipton 28-7. to Tough rivalry right there, but uh, once again, we've talked about Cass all year long, a program that is really sticking it out there right now and playing some outstanding football. Talk to some people. They're very diversified. They just plug along, and they wear you down. The Hoosier Conference is a great league. Again, Lewis Cass will continue to be tested every week, but they've been up to the challenge so far. And finally, in 1A, Park Heritage beats Attica 26-6. That's a huge game as far as that league is concerned. But don't forget, North Vermillion is also in that league, too. That's a very good small school conference just outside of the Terre Haute area. So those are the big games that took place in week number four. When we come back, our Outlook segment asks the big games that will take place this Friday night. You're listening to State Champs Indiana Extra Point. And because we're so handsome, you're watching it, too. It's presented by Lawrence Technological University. We're back after this. I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships, like this one, at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique, hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back. It is State Champs Indiana Extra Point presented by Lawrence Technological University. Greg Rakestraw, Bob Stambazzi with you. Thanks to Jordan West and Chris, all the guys behind the scenes as we film this each week at the studios of the ISC Sports Network. And you get to watch it every Wednesday or, frankly, whenever you like. It debuts Wednesday at 5 on the various social media channels of State Champs Indiana. To week number 5 we go and let's start in the MIC. We start in 6A, Center Grove and North Central, and I picked that game, Bob, because both teams are 1-1. One one. CG, as expected, got their first win of the year in beating Center and beating Ben Davis in week number 4, and I picked this game because both teams are 1-1. One one. If you want to have a chance to keep up with Carmel or Warren Central, You've got to be able to win this game and stay in the upper half of that league. And when you sit there and look at the teams, you're, you, North Central is going in at 16 offensive points per game but allowing 24 defense. Well, where are they giving those up? Well, they're playing Fishers. They're playing Warren Central. They're not playing the school of the blind here. They're going out and playing some pretty good teams, and they turn around and look right away at uh, Center Grove. They're 1-3. Once again, a powerhouse lineup. Don't take the records. Just go play the football game. Again, Center Grove, given the competition they played in the first three weeks, don't be surprised yeah. those wins start to accumulate now uh, over the next few for Center Grove. Elsewhere in 6A, Snyder and Homestead. Big-time battle again. This has conference championship ramifications. Uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup uh, with uh, Snyder and Homestead because Homestead does like to put the ball in there. they got a 6'6 quarterback that can look over everybody. Snyder generally has a couple big guys up front, but one other thing Snyder always has is speed, both offensively and defensively. They don't give up much. This will be the slobber knocker up east. And much like we talked about with Avon and Brownsburg, oh. these two will likely see each other yes. again at some juncture because of, again, the proximity and both playing in the lone 6A sectional that includes Fort Wayne and other area teams. Let's go to 5A, where for a third time in five games, 
Cathedral crosses the state line to go play down in Cincinnati. They're looking to uh, win the best of three series, if you will. They blanked <laughs> Moeller in week number two. They lost to Elder in overtime in week number three. But frankly, probably playing the best of the bunch as they play all three of the large school members of the Greater Catholic League in Cincinnati, an annual kind of week five rivalry as they go play St. X. Oh, this is going to be an unbelievable football game, watching the athleticism that Cathedral has. and their t- Both schools have tremendous tradition. But St. X, they bring a load. This will be a, a tremendous matchup. Let's go to 4A now and a big game again in northeastern Indiana and just outside of the Fort Wayne area. East Noble and Leo, they're both having really good years. Well, East Noble is really playing a good brand of football. You look at Leo just a couple weeks ago, held a, a good Norwell team to just two points. Matter of fact, both pitchers went the distance, and it was a 3-2 final. So this should be a dandy right here uh, with these two hooking up uh, in that conference. Good, luckily, they moved base runners along. The hit and run was key. The sacrifice game was absolutely fantastic. Is that three-run home run? Uh, exactly. Earl Weaver is somewhere smiling. Uh, Delta and Mount Vernon play and again Mount Vernon licking their wounds a little bit against New Pal but my guess would be the thought process is in 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 that league in the Hoosier Heritage Conference don't lose the same game twice once you're done playing New Pal move on and again this is a litmus test for Delta as they try to keep a clean sheet until they get to New Powell. And when you sit here and look at it, you looked at New Powell, the points they put on the board. Delta's the same way. They rack them up quick, and that's one thing that demoralizes their opposition. The point total is Delta can put on the board quickly. One other game that I want to mention from kind of the 4A, 5A classification is Franklin at Martinsville. Congratulations to Chris Call, the head coach at Franklin. He had won a state title at Tri-West a handful of years ago. Took the job at Franklin, which has unfortunately been a bit of a perpetual rebuilding mode over the last two decades. They beat Whiteland on Friday night for the first time in 23 tries. Wow. That dated back to 2004. The Grizzly Cubs are 4-0 for the first time since 1996. They play at Martinsville, who has a win over Bloomington South early. The Artesians are 2-2, two two, but good for the Grizzly Cubs. It has been a long build to get to this point. Remember, watch them down at the RCA Dome in the finals. I think, you know, that's what I, uh, my recall of that program is. All right, so let's get to 3A now. And, and there's a couple of games I want to highlight in conjunction because there's a unique scheduling agreement between the Circle City Conference, which really is for the Catholic schools in Indianapolis. Ron Colley, Chittard, Guerin, and Rebuff. There's other members, but from a football standpoint, it's those four. And Conference Indiana, which is down to six members, the two Bloomingtons, Columbus East, the two Terre Haute's, and Southport, where it is an agreement, hey, we've both got open dates. You're not required to play these schools, but they kind of have first right of refusal for non-conference games. So with that, Southport plays at Chittard, and Garen Catholic plays at Columbus North. So some interclass matchups, but expect both these games to be really competitive. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And there will be uh, some interesting matchups. When those two get on there, I want, one that kind of sticks out for me is going to be that Columbus North game. Well, so, uh, Columbus North blanked Ron Colley 14 yeah. nothing, And Columbus North lost a couple of key pieces to transfer uh, before this season started. So they're trying to figure some things out under head coach Tim Bless. For Southport, it's the second week in a row they played a ranked 3A school. 
They hosted Gibson Southern, who made the long drive from southwestern Indiana to play a Saturday afternoon game. That one got physical. Southport ended up winning it late. Southport will have a good battle on their hands with Chittard trying to bounce back from their loss to Cathedral. Elsewhere in 3A, again, this is a 2A school versus a 3A school, but this one has major ramifications for the Hoosier Conference Championship, or at least from a divisional standpoint, Rensselaer and West Lafayette Bombers under Chris Meeks are really good again. And Shane Fry has known nothing but scoring points and winning in his days at West Lafayette. This is going to be an unbelievable high school football game. I hope the lights are on on the scoreboard and they're all brand new because they're going to change it quite quickly. And West Lafayette, they went to LED a long time ago. They were burned out bulbs by the dozens. One more small game to get to you, but again, it's not small where these teams are from. There's this pocket in northeastern Indiana, kind of between Muncie and Fort Wayne, where the 1A football is ridiculously good. South Adams at Monroe Central. Monroe Central already a close loss to Adams Central. Another big game for those two teams. Well, Adams Central just – I mean, uh, South Adams not giving up many points a game. This is going to be, I think, the challenge for Monroe. Monroe Central to attack the defense of South Adams because South Adams going to put 24, 25, 50 points on you, but uh, their defense, they just don't give any up. Those are just some of the highlighted games across the state of Indiana coming up in week number five. Time to highlight some recruiting news for you. And with that, we go to 20, uh, 24-7 Sports and our guy, Alan True. This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report. We had a commitment in the state of Indiana as Brownsburg junior wide receiver Preston Terrell made his choice and committed to the Purdue Boilermakers. He's an outstanding high jumper, actually, who translates that track ability to the football field as he can go up and get the ball and also has outstanding speed and ability after the catch. He's also extremely competitive, which he showed on the 7-on-7 circuit. Terrell is having a strong season after transferring from Columbus North. He is the first commitment for the Boilers in the class of 2021. Hammond Morton's JoJo Johnson is another junior wide receiver in the state, making a lot of noise, putting up big stats so far this year, and that's after a good sophomore season. That's led to a new offer from the Toledo Rockets. That is his fourth offer overall as Ball State, Bowling Green, and Western Michigan have also offered scholarships. Numerous other schools, including Notre Dame, have also shown interest and have tried to get him on campus for official visits. Finally, moving into the sophomore class, Joe Strickland, a defensive end from Brebuff Jesuit, is ranked as one of the top players in that class, not only in the state, but in the entire country. And he picked up a new offer from Cincinnati recently. The Bearcats now bring his list to five with Boston College, Indiana, Purdue, and Toledo also on his list. Look for that to continue as he's one of the top prospects in the entire region. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan Troop. I chose Lawrence Tech for the architecture program and volleyball team. Architecture is a great fit for me because I love math and design. Now I combine them with technology to create beautiful structures. At Lawrence Tech, I didn't have to wait until my third year to start designing. Our hands-on education begins right from day one. And I'm really excited about LTU's design center in Detroit. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare.
Welcome back. Now it is our spotlight segment. We'll get to some players and coaches that have had fantastic performances so far during the course of the year. We start with Tyshawn Woods from Indianapolis, Cecina. Cecina able to outlast a good Beach Grove team in another great league for small school <laughs> football, that being the Indiana Crossroads Conference, although Beach Grove is the largest member of that league, being a 4A school. When you break a record at Cecina, you have accomplished something, given the history of that program, mm-hmm. given the legendary leader they have in Ott Hurley. Six touchdowns by Woods in that game against Beach Grove. That breaks a record that was held by 11 previous Crusaders for having five touchdowns in a game. And while that program doesn't produce often a lot of Division One level talent, it has in the past. A guy like Donald Winston comes to mind that played for Purdue 20 years ago. There are some serious dudes that have played in that program. And if you can break a record, congratulations, Ty Woods. That's awesome stuff. Six touchdowns. Just think about it now. Six. And uh, to achieve that against a quality opponent like they did, that's remarkable. Also a school record for rushing yards in the contest. 24 carries. 329 yards, 724 yards rushing for the season, and 14 touchdowns. Cecina plays Ron Colley in week number five. It has been a long time <laughs> since Cecina won that game. Ron Colley has been struggling this year. They are 0-4. If there is ever a year where the East Side Diocesan School <laughs> can beat the South Side Diocesan School, it might be this year. Cecina may not be standing if they win that game (laughs) coming up on Friday night. Let's go to Cameron Hubby from Sheridan. Speaking of running the football, this is not surprising. Playing for Bud Wright, 48 rushes in one game. That's a lifetime of carries for some. 318 yards, including the game winner, as Delphi, a new member of that league, kept it close. Uh, 36-35 was the final score. And ever since they had to play Western Boone in game number one, business has picked up for the Blackhawks. Rushing totals for Cameron, 242, 278. 318. So by doing math, he's good for at least 360 in this week's game. Well, you're, we're going to get to Uncle Bud, but I mean, you just sit there and look. Give him a few minutes, and he will figure everything out. You're not going to trick him. He literally has seen everything uh, you can offer in a football game to make those adjustments. That's what he did. Let's reference a couple of coaches. We referenced the fact that Eastbrook beat Mississinawa earlier the, on Friday. Uh, Jeff Adamson in that game, 270 wins in 31 years at Eastbrook. Winning percentage there is 754, and again, they suffered heavy graduation losses after they were the runners-up a season ago to Western Boone. Uh, and they uh, seemingly have things going in the right direction, as they often have under the leadership of Coach Adams. I've known Jeff since he's had the job. So this guy is just all about Eastbrook. Not just football, Eastbrook. And I think that's why you see such a passion down there from all the student body, because their numbers, year in, year out, are very good for a small school. So it's all about the coach and what he brings to the program. Another coach you want to reference is Brian Moore, the head coach at Park Heritage. And again, you may wonder, Park Heritage. That was the merger a couple of years ago. This is their second year as Park Heritage uh, between Turkey Run and Rockville. We already referenced they got a big win against Attica on Friday night, 26-6. to They're going to be playing Eastern Green in a non-conference game coming up this Friday night. Brian, the second-year head coach. Well, it's a second-year program. 22nd <laughs> year as a head coach overall, but he is going for win number 200 uh, against the uh, Thunderbirds on Friday night. 
how how remarkable is that? And, yeah. and, you know, you you're put a program wins a year. In yeah, that you, you put yeah. a program together though. Blend kids, you're going to have some friction. Right. He's been able to meld that out and get everybody together as one, and that is that's remarkable. So again, those are some of the people we spotlight for their efforts in week number four, heading into week number five. Let's shine a spotlight on what's going to happen on State Champs Indiana this week, and for that, we toss it to our buddy Lauren Plant. Hey, thanks, Greg. We have got so much great content on this week's edition of State Champs. Who is Indiana's all-time rushing record holder that might just own the record for the rest of time by the time he finishes? New Palestine's Charlie Spiegel, we go in focus. Plus, we've got highlights planned for South Putnam at Edgewood. Our main event is Clinton Prairie at Sheridan and three games from the Fort Wayne area and three from the Terre Haute area. All on this week's State Champs, Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Fox Sports Midwest with replays throughout the week on Fox Sports Indiana. We'll see you there. I admit it, I love working with money, negotiating, and making big decisions. That's why I'm majoring in finance and economics at Lawrence Tech. What's truly amazing about the education here is the small class sizes that give me easy access to my professors who truly care about my future. They even helped me get a great internship. And I was able to fulfill my lifelong dream of playing college golf. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Back for a final time on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Greg Rakestraw, Bob Stambazzi. Again, thanks to Chris Jordan-West, the guys behind the scenes that make this happen each and every week. This show debuts on social media Wednesday night at 5. Everything from last week, everything you know about this week coming up in Indiana high school football. We always finish the show in the shameless self-promotion category. Here's where you can find us on Friday night. Robert, who do you have? Well, we will be at Manchester High School. The My Bash Sports Network and 105.9 The Bash will have Manchester and Northfield. Northfield 0-4, Manchester uh, 1-3. This is going to be a good. It's another big TRC County rivalry game up there. So uh, there'll be some heavy hitting going on. Trust me. All right. For me, ISC Sports Network, uh, as well as my Indy TV 23 and Comcast 81 on a statewide basis. We'll see the Lawrence North Wildcats for a second consecutive week. Donovan McCulley, one of the highest level recruits as a junior quarterback. He's got the size. He's got the arm. And LN has moved the football in every game. They scored at least 27 points in all four games but their defense has let them down in the last couple. They take on a Carmel team that is built on running and defense. They beat Pike 24-7 in week number four. Carmel is 3-1. and one. Again, that one loss at Louisville Trinity to start the season. They've won their last three, and uh, they are 2-0 and oh in Mick play. Again, you can catch that one coming up Friday night at 7 o'clock. I'll have the call of that one with Lance Scheib. Now, other games that we will feature on uh, here on State Champs Indiana this week Clinton Prairie at Sheridan. We talked about the running game going uh, uh, full guns blazing for Sheridan. Clinton Prairie's offense has been impressive, too. They are 3-1, and one, but in their three wins, they have scored at least 40 points. They've got some talented athletes at skill positions, and every time that somebody in that league plays Sheridan, they know. If you can beat the Blackhawks, you've got a chance to win the conference. Yeah, and that's, that's a tough ask, too, with uh, Bud that said there once again. Because of his knowledge, the 96 years he's been coaching, or close to it. Divide uh, that by two. I think you about got it. Pretty yeah. much. But, but but what he does, he brings so much knowledge. Uh, 
to the game. And when he speaks, the kids really trust him. And that's, a, I think, a big key that uh, he has over a lot of coaches and programs. South Putnam and Edgewood will also draw some attention from us as well. My buddy Chuck Sorrell in his first year at South Putnam. Edgewood, 4-0. and Those teams both in the Western Indiana Conference. And Alexandria at Blackford. Um, last I heard when they got together, it kind of looked a lot like, say, Lafayette Jeff and West Lafayette <laughs> did in week number one. <laughs> It was basketball and football. A lot of field. points. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've got a great quarterback. Uh, he throws the ball, big lefty. He also runs the ball. So everything goes through the quarterback and Alec. Uh, they do have some talent at the running back position. They play a, a very quick game. Uh, they go no huddle like probably 90% of the schools in the great state of Indiana, but they get after it. And you turn around and you look at Blackford, they're going to come at it uh, with justice. And uh, one thing that they've done, they've really revamped this football program now that uh, – Blackford being, if you just remember a few years ago, they had one of the longest losing streets, uh, streaks in the state of Indiana. They're a bunch of kids that are coming out to play. Alexandria and Blackford were their fans. Might be thinking about baseball and basketball, respectively. <laughs> yeah. Their football teams give them something to think about during the course of the fall as well. We got to go. As always, a pleasure. We'll have a third person in this conversation next week. We'll save that as a tease for next week's show. For Bob, this is Greg. Thank you so much for joining us. State Champs Indiana Extra Point, again presented by Lawrence Technological University. 